Man, it is show time at the Apollo, guys. I hope you're ready for this. This is, uh, it feels weird calling it the show. You know, yeah. I, I don't know what we're going to do yet, but uh, this is kind of the goal of this is to kind of get this thing started. We will have a new intro video coming into the next couple weeks uh, that Eric will be creating. He doesn't know that yet. Surprise, bro. <laughs> I want to say, guys, I'm excited to be here. This is, we're going to continue with the, the counting, the numbers, because we've still been going live this whole time. So, this is episode what forty five, for yeah, us. Yeah, we get we got to be somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, so I think we did forty four last time, forty five this time, dude. It's absolutely crazy how much this is. Uh, it's just it's going along. It's what happens. Like you just get up and you keep doing this every time, man. That's what we're gonna do. Well, guys, this week's show is gonna be a big one. I'm excited about it. We've got, sorry, we've got Austin from Big Sky Race Week. Pause for dramatic effect there. We've got Austin from Big Sky Race Week talking about the newest national level drag and drive event. We've got Luke B from Howard's cam is going to be on. And then we got Corey Nicholson, our newest sponsor from car chains 3d. And I know that may not mean a whole lot to anybody, but he's going to kind of tell us the story of 3d printing. And he started with car keychains and kind of how that all went up from there. So I'm excited to have these guys on tonight. So it's going to be a packed show, but I've also got some, uh, I don't know. Deep thoughts, shower thoughts by Mike Narks. I, I'm now again helping a buddy at a body shop, so it's about a 20 minute drive. So I actually get about 20 minutes of time that I'm not focused on something at the moment. So it kind of gives my brain time to to meander around. So we're going to go into some of that. And uh, guys, let's let's introduce ourselves. We don't have an intro video this week, so it is kind of strange. So I'm going to introduce myself. And while you're introducing yourself and telling all your stuff, Eric, I want to jump over and go live on Instagram as well. So, guys, my name is Mike Narks. I am the host of this Dragon Drive-ish style event show you're watching. We're going to go over all kinds of stuff that we're going to talk about within the community. We've got event stuff. Anyways, so I'm a host of this. I host the Saturday morning news show that covers the same style of stuff. 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. Eastern for the news on Saturdays. 8 p.m. Eastern for Wednesday night show. It's going to be fun. The Wednesday night show is growing, dude. We're going to have starting next week because that's kind of what we're going to talk about this week with these guys is segments and fun stuff, especially with Howard's cams and car chains. And then, guys, I'm a drag and drive statistician. I'm living it. I'm loving it. I was well, just wait till you hear the nerdy stuff that I, I got that I dove into the other day. And then I'm a promoter host the uh, the circuit regional event which is a weekend event in april at mocan this this year i'm so excited to have that going on eric introduce yourself tell them what you got going on and uh, i'll get this thing started on instagram all right i am eric white i run 815 lsx swaps that's my personal youtube channel um social medias all about ls swaps and uh dragon drive events so a lot of mm -hmm. coverage on there. The YouTube channel has been growing crazy. I'm up like 300 and something in the last 28 days. So that's been awesome. Help with racer artwork for different events. Um, Midwest Drags, Nostalgia Nights, Back to the Streets and the Circuit. Um, mm -hmm. I, I guess I'm helping with the circuit. So I'm not I'm yeah. not the promoter, but um, let's let's talk about that because you're you're I've literally created a job title for Eric Shaw, my right hand man. There so we go. If you can't find me. You're gonna you're gonna find Eric. He's gonna be the guy that's gonna know what else is going on. That's right. And then uh, I uh, co-host the show and the news. So keep yeah, keep dude. busy with all that stuff. 
Yep, it's going to be crazy. This 2024 season is going to be wild. I hope everybody is ready for what's going on. Um, it looks like we got some race week comments. Looks like uh, Matt may have made some notes here, so or made a post. We'll have to look at. Here's what we're gonna. Here's what we're gonna do. So the show is gonna be a little different than the uh, typical stuff. So usually we would run over in the first part of the show. We would be talking about you know, upcoming events and things like that. We're going to change that up a little bit. That will move to the news and we're going to dive deep. We're going to have day counts. We're going to have kind of, you know, like what to expect at those events. We're going to dive deep into an event each week as part of that segment and uh, and go from there. So that is kind of give you some groundwork. So I see a lot of the race week comments here. I am making notes that I saw Trevor Brandon make a, a comment while I go with the dates. So yeah, we are going to be very busy in September again. All right. And for the folks that have been around for a while, you, you, we have a new name, but uh, it's actually an old name. So back in twenty, early 2022, January of 2022, actually, I created Drag Drive Repeat. So we are going back to that name because it is going to be good for the long term. That is all I'm going to say about it. If you want to have, if you have more questions, wait till you see me in person and we can talk about it a little more in depth there. I'm not going to put out a bunch of stuff here. Um, but I do want to say I like this setup because it's going to give us an opportunity to do whatever we want, good or bad. It's going to be right or wrong, but it's going to be mine. So that's what, Absolutely. that's what matters. <laughs> So uh, essentially what had happened was Narcoleptic Customs, I was talking about drag and drive events on there so much that I felt like we had to create a brand. That's when Drag Driver Pete came on. You can find the website dragdriverpete.com. I am updating it uh, behind the scenes. Obviously that website had not been touched in more than two years. So a lot of the stuff on there is old, but it is getting updated. And then I'm going full bore as uh, sick week 2024 comes about we're gonna kick it off that's gonna be kind of the starting of the whole revamp of the website with um, all of the racer lists and things like that that we have been creating we're going to continue that that is part of our summit racing agreement for 2024 also with the awards also with a world champion so a lot of the stuff you've seen is going to stay the same a lot of the stuff that is coming is going to blow your mind we have a lot of stuff that's going to be a lot of fun for this year and i hope you guys are ready and i hope you guys will stick around with us the one good thing about all of this is it almost creates another brand that is within the dragon drive community so it gives you a good opportunity to see more information see more event coverage and, you know, just find out more about this whole community that we love. So with that, we've started a new Facebook group as well. So it's drag driver, Pete, hashtag race car friends. You can find that group on Facebook, obviously. So we're slowly growing. It's only 50 something members. Now we were slow rolling it out. I will tell you, there's going to be a lot more that come. We took the other group from about 3000, members or followers or whatever you call in a Facebook group members, I think yeah. um, 3000 to almost 15,000 in about 18 months. So we're going to do that same thing with this, but better. So, you know, you learned all this stuff last time. We're going to, uh, we're going to take it to the next level uh, with this next one. Got a question okay. here. Uh, did anyone ever contact you guys about the possibility of a dragon drive in New York? We have had some conversations with folks about a northeast event just haven't no nobody's locked in anything i was talking with some guys about pennsylvania the other day i was talking to guys about new york new jersey all that kind of stuff so there's things that are in the works that are behind the scenes that are coming up but nobody's locked in anything we don't have track dates we don't have anything like that 
Yeah, we've heard and, whispers about something yeah. coming, but that's as much as yep. we've gotten so far. Yeah, just not quite there yet. And again, we're open to helping anybody promote anything and everything because, you know, that's all we talk about. So, all right. Perfect. I see Corey Nicholson is in the back. Um, Corey, we're going to have Austin on first, and then we're going to have uh, Luke B. So if you want to jump in about nine o'clock, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no, sorry. Yeah, nine o'clock Eastern. That would be the, the best time, 930, maybe something like that. So, all right, cool. Perfect. Moving on. Guys, I want to say thank you to all of our race car friends that are out there. That's right. I'm pointing at you right there. Our friends, we can't do this without you. This uh, level of stress that we've been going through the last couple of weeks has been pretty uh, intense. A lot of conversations Eric and I have had about stuff, trying to figure out what the best route forward was. And I think this is this is what we're going to do. I don't know if it's the best route, but this is what we're going to do. So I, I'm thankful to Eric for being there. I'm thankful to all you guys and all your support that you've shown us over the years. Can't say thank you enough without that. Can't say thank you enough to our sponsors, Summit. Racing Molly Motorsports, Howard's Cams, Sweet Patina, and Racing Junk all returned from 2023 to 2024. And our boy, Corey from Car Change 3D, on here for 2024. I'm excited about what his involvement is going to mean because we're going to have a lot of stuff that's going to – he's sponsoring a class at the circuit, and he's sponsoring a segment within the news. So we're going to talk about all of that stuff a little bit later tonight. So kind of exciting there. Uh, dude, do you want to you want to talk about Devin Vanderhoof selling the convertible Fox body? Man, I woke up this morning and saw that post, and that is what woke me up this morning. Uh, you know, you wake up and your eyes are half closed, and you're scrolling through Facebook, and I seen that, and I was like, "No way, dude!" Do you I'm... do you think it's because he needs something that he can get in in and out of a little better? Or no, no, I think he probably wants to build something really fast. Yeah, I, I think he's probably got a little bit of a taste of this, and uh, now he wants to he wants to be out front for the whole front. So that's um, exciting. I mean, that's oh. that's a high quality build. So I can only imagine if he like, went and stepped up and you know did a pro mod style streetcar build. That'd yeah. be wild. That, that car of his is next level. I can't imagine what would be next. Like. <laughs> You know, I asked in the in the post, just kind of being funny. You know, is, is he going eight fifty racing? And everybody was like, "No, please don't <laughs> get that guy in eight fifty stuff." So I don't know. I mean, obviously he's going to be at Sick Week. We'll talk to him there. It's going to be a big topic of conversation. Uh, you know, why are you selling it? Why? Where does this come from? What 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 is going on, man? Why are you why are you changing it up? But the cool thing is, he's selling it as is, like how it sits. Yeah. So somebody can literally buy that car if they wrote a check tomorrow for $240,000. They, he would probably deliver it to sick week and run you through some, you know, tuning and things like that, getting you ready. He might so, even co-pilot with you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> cause I, I don't know if they have another car, you know, to back it up and, and go race. So I'm sure he still wants to make that trip, but I mean, it's the quickest radio car in drag week history. It's the quickest 235 eighth mile average in drag and drive history. Now, I mean, obviously there's not a ton of drag and drive 235 eighth mile classes, but it's, I mean, he set the bar for sure. The, the level of quality of that car is, is over the top. It's just absolutely intense. You know, I mean, he, he just put air jacks on it so he right. can cruise around and, uh, you know, when he makes a stop, he can, uh, it can lower those down with CO2 all comes with all that. Like it's, it's sick week ready and yeah. just waiting on somebody to own it. So, and it's got 
like he mentioned in the post, it's got every sensor you could ask for. Yeah. And he said it comes comes with all the tunes and like he is there to help run the program for the first year, I think he said. So somebody's gonna get a really good deal. I mean, I know sticker shock two hundred and forty thousand seems like a lot of money. Not something I could ever afford, but the people that can afford it are gonna get a crazy good deal, especially having him you know, like he said, backing up and being able to help get that thing off the ground. I mean, you're going to instantly step into a top tier car that can go out and win classes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's absolutely nuts to think that you can buy a six second proven car and, and just go out and be ready to go anytime, anywhere. Uh, it's it's going to be pretty, pretty intense. So uh, I'm excited to see where that car goes. You know, the last time somebody sold a really fast car was Michael Westberg selling the S10, but you know, he shipped that back to Sweden and sold it there. So, yeah. And that was only a roller too. That wasn't even yeah. a, a full race car race ready. Yep. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty wild. I hope, uh, you know, Devin had that car was a small block Ford for a long time. So it'd be kind of fun to see him go do something weird, do some, some kind of crazy powertrain in something and uh, kind of, kind of blow our minds. Well, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely interesting. Cause you know, yeah. Hargett's bringing out a new car. Yep. You know, Devin's talking about building a new car. There's a yep. certain somebody else that might be at sick week. That's going to have, you know, oh, yeah. A crazy well, we're, car. We're talk about that here in like, a second. We, like there's we potential. Probably, we should be... probably talk about that after this. So let's let's move those notes up. Um, but uh, you know, and then Stefan Gustafson's building a new car for 2025. You know, he's taking an old uh, pro stock car, I think, and and putting his drivetrain and stuff into that car. So that car should be five second capable. You know, we're looking at um, Dave Schroeder and all them. They'll have their you know, replacement car back out. And he's always said that car was capable <clears throat> of running those kind of times. So 2024 is going to be wild. 2025 should be even crazier. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of fast, fast cars. Yeah. Speaking and, of fast cars. Yeah. Go for you, it. You want to jump in there and talk about Mr. Jeff Lutz and all the uh, stuff cryptic, he's stern? Yeah. His cryptic posts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hope we make it. Hope yeah. we're, we're trying. We're going to be there. Um, that's been a big flurry on Facebook the last, I don't know, I mean, probably eight days. Yeah, I think I yeah, like it. Yeah, I saw it about a week ago or something. Yeah, it, it's pretty. And guys, you know, I'm going to fangirl big time <laughs> if this happens. Um, you know, if you haven't heard and you've been living under a rock, Jeff Lutz has got Mad Max back out and is uh, prepping it for... What he says is sick week returning and then Dragzine basically said that he's coming. So there's yeah. one line in there that basically says sick week was, is going to be his, you know, not debut, but uh return to dragon drive, but everything else was talking about getting the car ready and being there and living that part. You know, he, he kind of hinted at that. We talked about that a couple weeks ago that with the, he hot hit rod it on the hot rod pod that yeah that he was going to go do that that you know it never left his mind he just couldn't make the time for it and you know now they're in a winter break sick week makes sense i hope i hope it happens <clears throat> i hope it happens because for the folks that have attended or participated in these you know it's really hard to not do that the next time it comes around which is what i hope will happen with him like he will have you know, he's going to do sick week. Let's say, let's say it doesn't go well. This is hypothetical here. Say it doesn't go well. 
you know immediately he's going home and working on the car. Right. If he comes out and lays the smack down on everybody, is he going to go back into hiding for a little bit? I don't think so. I think it's going to take that one time. He's going to do it. He's going to finish. Let's say he just finishes. Say, say it runs a hard week and he ends up in the eights. You know he's not going to be satisfied with that, especially right. with that level of car. So then he's going to come back. Is he going to come back for drag week? I, I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to follow that dude <laughs> all, all week long, all week yeah. long at peak week. Stainless Works has been posting videos on on TikTok and probably other social medias about it as well. Yeah. And and I was thinking, could could he come out the first event, take number one overall? and hold that on the top 100 list for the entire year. I mean, Westberg did it last year, you know? Yeah. Like with a 640. And we know that car's capable <clears throat> of going faster, but it went really fast in 2016. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it ought to be pretty intense. Again, I hope that we see him at sick week because I think that would really just cement that event as, you know, just like Tom says all the time, the Super Bowl of Dragon Drive. Yeah, I'm definitely jealous. Uh that I won't be there to see that in person. So you better send me some yep. good videos and pictures of that. Uh, believe that. Believe that will happen. Uh, have no question that I will be definitely uh, digging in and following that guy around. Well, since we're talking about Sick Week, let's talk about the live stream for that. Have you been following some of that stuff with uh, with Garrett and uh, Tom Bailey? Yep, I just saw the post on Facebook recently talking about all the different camera views they're going to have. They're going to have like a, eight different camera views. Yeah. A car on the road with cameras on it for, for the street part of it and route yep. stops and stuff. And yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I said it in one of the, I commented on one of the posts the other day that this is what dragon drive needs. And this was our, you know, again, going back, like we're all going to level up in 2024. Yep. I think if we can show the roadside, the route stops, cool cars cruising in real time, I think it's just going to make people at home that much more foamy at the mouth for the event that they're going to get to attend. Right. So absolutely. It, it, it's going to be cool. And then they were saying like Project Prime, it's going to have like, uh, a huge screen on like in the pits, I think from what I understand. So folks that are in the pits will also be able to watch what's going on out on the road and things like that. So uh, yeah, uh, Jeff here saying mobile cameras will be a cool new addition. I, I'm really excited about that. And then being able to switch back and forth. So yeah, it'd be really cool. It's really going to get my brain working. <laughs> I'll take that much. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to bring, with a platform that they're they're using, you know, the Freedom Plus and mm -hmm. with Garrett and Tom and their following, it's really going to expose what this whole experience is about to a lot of people that that maybe don't know what Dragon Drive is. So it's going to yep. be great for the sport. Yep. And so with with Freedom Plus, we know a lot of folks subscribe to that. You can actually use code SICKWEEK in your, if you sign up for Freedom Plus. And get it for like nine ninety nine. So uh, I see Tom Bagley are saying he's gutted. He's not going to be there this year. Uh, yes, I, I'm sad you are not going to be here as well. It'd be great to see you, but I know we'll see you later in the year for sure. What's he saying here? But th but this is the year to what? Pay off credit cards, <laughs> probably. Uh, this is a, this is the year to miss with all the coverage. So <laughs> even though he's not going to be there, he's going to be able to see it all. Yep. 
Yep, that's exactly then, right. So, and then I I think I heard that if you're subscribed to Sick the Mag itself, you're going to mm -hmm. get a code to be able to watch it for free. Yep, that's right. And then Derek Putnam made a, a comment today or a reply to one of my comments saying that they will be replaying the live streams on YouTube at a later date. So nice. I don't know if that'll be a couple of days or a couple of weeks or whatever, but it'll be really cool to be able to see all of that come about. <clears throat> Sorry, man. I'm like, <laughs> we got a question here. How many days left until sick week? I think it's the 28th, isn't it? So is that 11 yeah. days? Yeah. Not many at all. <laughs> not many at all. Pretty yeah. crazy. So, and Tom is saying June time, he'll be back. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Um, hopefully that means he's coming for Rocky Mountain, and that means we'll get to hang out because I'm going to do 1.0 this year. So for the first time ever, uh, for the whole week anyways, you know, to, to be that'll, around everybody. That'll be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping. So, you know, currently we'll talk a little bit about events. We're going to dig deep into this again this Saturday. But plan is maybe for Eric to do six summer and then I'll do Rocky mountain. So that way we can kind of separate some stuff and save some travel, maybe on my end a little bit. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So here, uh, sport about talking about probably going to be cannonball into Florida. Yeah. That dude lives in California. And so that would be a really long drive to get to, uh, to, to get to Florida. So I'm sure, I hope that means you can leave earlier than what you were thinking, but it doesn't be, look just like you've been wrenching hardcore on that car. That'd be some, uh, some fun footage to watch too. <laughs> yeah. You know, recording that going from coast to coast would be pretty cool. Yep. yep. Just, just like one time lapse. It's like a two and a half hour time lapse of him <laughs> driving from California to Florida. Right. All right. Well, dude, we got to move on. We got to, uh, we got to talk about some stuff. All right. Shower thoughts. I don't know what we're going to call this, but listen, uh, windshield time. I don't know what to call this, but I, I thought of something the other day and it really kind of got my gears turning. I was like, man, how is the, like what powers? Yeah, I love 850 racing. So what powers those cars? And really what kicks me off was can a nitrous car win the 850 class? So, of course, okay. having the data, I go back through it instantly start trying to figure out what actually, you know, at that point, what has won it. Well, turbos are the obvious answer because that's what almost everyone has done is a turbo setup. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Everyone has done a turbo setup that has won the last 18 850 classes. Right. So all the way back to Midwest Drags 2021, all the events in 21, all the national events in 2022, all the events in 2023 were won with turbos. So if that's, you're a turbo manufacturer, this is your glory days. That's interesting. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, so, of course, I broke it down one more step. Turbo LSs had 13 of those 18 wins. Let's go. Yeah. Dustin Trance had three of them. Aaron Schaefer had uh, one two he had two of them uh and then brian acton had two of them as well so you know turbo ls stuff obviously the way to go turbo small block ford four wins thought that was kind of a cool number to have and then uh, one single turbo coyote out there just winning a, an 850 class so it really like i want to see 
Yeah, I feel like this is like becoming pro mod, right? Like, oh, only turbo cars win, only screw blown cars win, only you know, it's like the one package works, but there's gotta be some highly competitive nitrous or blower cars that are out there. They're just not coming to win this. So yeah, let's see if that can uh, maybe materialize throughout this year and uh and hopefully it can. So then of course we go to the next step, which is what and I'm gonna keep digging on this. Right. <clears throat> I'm gonna keep digging on the turbo stuff, but hot rod drag week was just where I started because I wanted to see other than NA cars, only NA cars win. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I wanted to see other than the naturally aspirated classes, what power uh, power adder style of power adder was chosen for the rest of the class of wins. So I started with drag week. Um, Unlimited was turbos. Ultimate iron was turbos. Pro street power adder was turbos. Modified was turbos. Super street big block power adder was turbos. Super street small block power adder was turbos. Super street big block power adder was, or street race big block power adder was nitrous. One car nitrous. You got a street race small block power adder with a turbo. Gasser obviously had a blower. That's that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and I was gonna then say that's at, probably a given there. <laughs> yeah, and then the SMB class, the uh, street machine eliminator, was a blower as well. Who was the? Uh, um, do Do you know the the SME car offhand? Yeah, Mike Rymars. Okay. And he set the, and he set the new record in that orange. Um, I don't want to call it a Fobra, but uh, it. It wasn't, maybe it's a Roush car that he kind of added some Cobra stuff to, or it was a Cobra that he added Roush stuff to. I can't remember what the story is there. He's given us an interview, but the audio was off of it, and uh, mm. I, I can't pull the audio up enough to, to hear it anymore. But, yeah, um, it's a S50, S550 Mustang with a you know blown Coyote in it. So, kind of a cool deal. But, I th- you know, again, windshield time thoughts. Like in my 20 minutes of driving home and driving to work, <clears throat> what goes through my head, which is, you know, can we have a nitrous car win this or are nitrous cars just not capable of winning an 850 class? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. I don't know that I would have would have thought of that, but it's definitely cool statistics yeah. and it's cool to there be able is. to go back and, <laughs> and, and look all that stuff up and be able to find that. So Brooks here says some Cooper, some super cool stats on turbos and winners. So glad you guys are tracking this stuff now. Yeah, we uh, it it's only going to get deeper. And man, the NA guys, I feel so bad uh, for you. Uh, how about uh, six cylinder cars? Ooh, man. Yeah, that, those guys need turbos to to make that kind of power. Yeah. So so, so kind of talking about you know power adders and stuff. Did you watch any of Gary Putnam's? Uh, heads up racing podcast what was it a couple days ago uh yeah i think they do that on sunday nights uh i watched probably 30 minutes of it something like that um had some family stuff to get to after that but saw that uh david and tina pierce were on there and when i left they were talking about kind of how they got wrapped up in the show which was essentially the show was street racing out behind their shop yep they go and fire up the car and take it out and end up racing yeah yeah there was a lot of uh cool stuff i didn't get to listen to the whole thing but i probably listened to i would say almost an hour plus of it nice and uh you know they talked about everything from how how david and tina met to street Mm -hmm. outlaws to drag and drive but the one thing that i thought was really interesting and it's something i've never heard of 
but goes right along with our power adder stuff is in the the truck that they have they have a compressed air supercharging yeah so that's yeah, their power really adder. it's one of the coolest things you'll ever see it's really yeah. it is like three huge compressed air tanks in the back and I don't know. You'll have to listen to Dave talk about it, but it's really over the top because it's it like, I mean, it essentially adds boost to the engine mm -hmm. and you don't have like, there's no, I don't know. They explained it to me, but there's, there's, there's really no, no contamination. There's no heat that comes from the turbo spinning and then pushing it through an intercooler and all that kind of stuff. Like you're literally adding, you know, 3,800 PSI of compressed air to the engine and yeah. that's how you're getting your, you know, boost. Yeah. There's there's no intercooler, no nothing like that. Like you mentioned, there's three air tanks. Um, it's instant. Like, it's yeah. instant boost as soon as it comes on. They have it all controlled um, in their ECU system. I forget what they used. It wasn't, it wasn't Holly. I know that. Mm -hmm. And then after the run, they go back to their trailer where they have what they call the mother bottle which yep. is where they refill it and they run a compressor to refill that. Yeah. And then they, then they fill the tanks in the truck. So unlike like nitrous, you don't have to go to somebody and get your bottles filled. Yep. You're, you're taking atmospheric air and compressing that into a mother bottle and then filling bottles in your truck. So yeah, there's it, like there besides the cost of the system, like you're not paying for like nitrous or anything. I don't even think about that side of it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, there, you just use it's got a a dryer and everything in it, so it takes the moisture out of the air, mm -hmm. so you don't have to worry about any of that. And I think they said they can refill everything, the mother tank and the truck and everything, in like 30 minutes. Yeah. And they said that just becomes part of their routine. They pull in, you know, they know they got to fire up the compressor. They got to do this and that. And then they said they're good to go. Yeah. It's, uh, it works really well. And I think they said they are only one of two people that are actively using it. Yeah. I, I don't remember. It's, it's somebody else that's in the uh, Midwest Drag Racing Series. It's Mark is it like Griffin. Griffin? Mark yep. Griffin, yeah. first gen Camaro. Do you remember seeing it at PRI? It was that uh, red and silver and blue first gen Camaro, kind of in that hall all by itself. I uh, don't remember offhand. CAS on the side of it. It's it's really a oh, cool with the American flag. Yeah, yep. If okay. you guys want to want to go down the rabbit hole of compressed air supercharging, get ready. It's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, other than having to package that, it really because. One of the biggest things David said is it just is so much cleaner on your mm -hmm. system than what, you know, like turbos or a blower or something like that is. And then what I also thought was interesting is he talked about with with a turbo, you're going to double double your horsepower and yep. say, you know, you use 30, 30 pounds of boost. He said you can double your horsepower with this compressed air system for half of the amount of boost that you would with like a turbo car. So he's wow. saying like seven and a half, 15 pounds of boost is going to make double whatever the horsepower your engine makes already. Yeah. So easier on parts at that point too. Yeah. So, and then they got into the conversation of, could they do that with a dragon drive? 
So then they talked about how they, and, and he's all on board with trying to figure this out, but how does he package the mother tank into a pull behind trailer? And he talked about putting that very low on the trailer it, you know, kind of underneath or yeah. on the bottom of the trailer. And it was, it was a really good show. I'm going to go back huh. and listen to the rest of the show to see yep. what I missed after I left, but it's, it, it had me very interested. He said that the, the cost of the system is, is kind of expensive and there's other people that have it that aren't actively using it yet. But as far as like weight gains, he thinks it's, kind of a wash with you know twin turbos intercooler all that stuff he says it's probably about a wash when it comes to weight huh i think he had told me that because they raced the truck in the midwest drag race series and uh, that's what they run in it for that whole series and they were parked next to mark griffin at the texas event and that was one of the biggest things that you know we saw from there was that it just stays so clean that's what he kept talking about he's like he's like your oil doesn't even get dirty yeah yeah we've got any idea how much power they make with the compressed air setup i don't remember what he said for some reason like 3500 sticks in my my head yeah i I think that's that's accurate or not yeah so i think that's the psi they're running at um but I mean, I would think that that because it's just a six liter LS in that truck. And I think he said it's somewhere around 800, something like that. I mean, it runs low fives in the eighth. So whatever hmm. that whatever that power takes to get there. So gotcha. They race a 520 class in that truck. So, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to go back and look and see, see if they if they talked about how much power it made. Yeah. But yeah, so they got the truck that they're running in the Midwest Drag Series and then they're probably going to bring the Nova out to some drag and drive event. Um, nice. They're just not sure which yet. Yeah. Ho- hopefully it's 1.0. I mean, I would think that's right in their backyard. It would work so well for them. Yeah. I know they did mention that. Yeah. But yeah. So that is the heads up racing Gary Putnam and hot rod podcast. So yeah. it's on Facebook. I imagine it's on YouTube as well. Uh, I would definitely go give it a listen because it, that whole compressed air supercharging thing really grabbed my attention and I kind of wanted to to learn more about it. You know, it's probably not something I'm going to ever put on my vehicle, but just the, how, I don't know. It's just so interesting with, you know, you're using atmospheric air. There's, you know, I don't know. I just, I think it's a really unique setup and it's something that not a lot of people are using yet. So I'm just curious as to, if that's something that's going to grow, you know, maybe in the Midwest drag racing series, it gets bigger, yeah. but it sounded like they've been doing, they've been working on it for like 15 years, whoever developed yeah. it and, um, and made that system. Yeah, so I, I think they were saying that they initially developed it for like airplanes because they were trying to add atmosphere when they were at higher elevations mm. or something like that. And the guy that then took it from there was like, well, if it works on airplanes to make more power, it's uh, probably going to work on cars to make more power. And then yeah. that's where all of that came from. So, yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting one. I would suggest yeah. go listening to it. I'm going to go back and, again, listen to, to what I missed on it. But definitely an interesting topic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you're getting a little bit, uh, I don't know, something's up with your audio, maybe just a little bit. Maybe Make sure you're plugged in there good. <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. Sounds better. All right. Well, perfect. Guys, let's let's talk about some guests because we've actually gone a little longer than what we wanted to because we got three guests lined up tonight. 
First one up, I see him in backstage there. Mr. Austin from Big Sky Race Week. Guys, this is the newest national level drag and drive event that's on the schedule. This is going to be part of the 2024 world champion eligibility because we have seen so much. I'm just going to say outpouring of support for this event. I think there's a lot of people in this part of the country that want to attend, but like Dan Nissen has said so many times, it's just really hard to get to those events because you have to at least add a day's worth of travel to get there. So again, we're going to let him talk about, we're going to talk about the, the tracks that it's going to be at. And then we're going to talk about a little bit of like how this can maybe work into somebody pulling off maybe one of the coolest things uh, in drag and drive history. So let's bring on Mr. Austin. If you'll add him, I'll change up our, uh, our screen here a little bit. All right. Perfect. Hey, Austin, how are you, sir? How you doing? Can you hear me? Oh, man. Yep. Yep. We we got you good, loud and clear. Um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, Austin actually visited us at the PRI show and hung out for, I don't know, probably 20 or 30 minutes. We were on live talking about the event. So a lot of the stuff that we'll probably talk about tonight, will kind of, be a recap of that but for the folks that missed it i mean dude th this i'm really excited about this event for everybody that's out there because i think it's just going to again step up what we're trying to do with the entire community which is grow it but then at the same time you're completely in a new part of the country for this so so introduce yourself and then tell us kind of a, a little bit about how this all came about so i'm austin walsh been bracket racing for quite a few years now um been trying to get into drag uh, drag and drive for years couldn't get into one because they always sold out or it was just a huge drive like you guys mentioned uh but i started looking around a couple years ago and you know montana has four great racetracks great facilities and you know they're all pretty much equal distance apart from each other so it just works out great to i was like this would be an awesome setup and uh, so this year we just decided we're going to do it. They're growing in popularity and we wanted to make it happen. That's cool. Well, I'm really excited about that because like having the opportunity for people to really, there'll be a lot of folks that will have never visited any of these tracks. So why don't you give us kind of a list of the tracks that you're going to be there? And one of the questions that I'm really interested in is, is it going to, are there going to be elevation changes? You know, because like you guys are kind of right on the, the edge of the Rockies there for some of this. Yep. So uh, where, where we're going to start is in just outside of Billings, Montana in Acton. Uh, it's called Yellowstone Drag Strip. It's out in the middle of a field. Really nice facility. Um, and then we'll go up to Malta, which is on the high line of Montana. Pretty not very far from Canada. Actually, they get a lot of racers that cross the border every weekend that they have an event. Uh, so we'll go up there. That track is actually going to be the lowest elevation we see. That's where you're probably going to be wanting to make like your big fast passes, get your average down. Uh, then we'll go down back across the Missouri River breaks uh, to Lewistown, Montana. There's a really nice drag strip there. It's super historical. One of the first drag strips out on the West Coast. Uh, wow. It's on an old Air Force runway. Uh, it's a super, super cool facility. Uh, from there, we'll go actually right up over the Rocky Mountains, through Great Falls, through Helena, uh, down to Anaconda, Montana. They 
did a whole bunch of historic mining and stuff in that area. They have a really, really pretty track race at the base of the hills. Just gorgeous area. And then we'll come back across from Billing back to Billings and end it. Um, you know, in all of this, there's going to be some significant elevation changes. Billings sits at about 3,200 feet. Uh, Anaconda's track sits at 5,800 feet. Yeah, there's a couple mountain passes that you got to go over in between that I believe peak somewhere around 6,000 feet, 7,000 feet. Yes. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to see some elevation changes for sure. Well, that was my next question is like, how about the drives? Like what are people going to expect to see? Yep. So it, it's going to be super pretty. You'll get to see everything from like great plains type stuff going up North from Billings to Billings to Malta. And then you'll get to see, I mean, crazy mountain views, crazy down <laughs> along the Missouri river through these awesome canyons just going to be gorgeous everywhere it'll be a good time of year too everything should be starting to be green and vibrant and <laughs> yes that's awesome yeah well well tell us about the the date of the event and then uh, we'll let Eric talk about some registration and things like that yep so the the event's happening june 16th through the 21st um right in between uh <laughs> six summer and rocky mountain race week just yep. right in the middle of all those great events so <laughs> That's awesome. How did uh, how did registration go? So registration opened on the 13th last Saturday. We sold a lot right off the bat. Yes. Um, we still have a few spots available. We're about oh, 25 roughly short of being sold out. So, I mean, we're getting getting close. Yeah. But... That's yeah, great. That's, news, dude. Yeah, that's, Congratulations. That's, awesome. that's huge. That's huge. That's huge to do that. <laughs> Um, so how many folks are going to be traveling from kind of far away to, to get to this event? You know, we got a huge mix of people. We, we sold tickets in two different countries, U S and Canada. Uh, I believe last time I looked, it was 16 different States. Wow. Um, for this one that I saw, they were coming out of Texas. Yes. So that's, that's quite cool. a drive to come up, but. <laughs> It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be worth it for sure. It's probably Pat Cook and his crazy ass <laughs> <laughs> bringing the Grom to Montana. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, let's talk about classes. Um, obviously, we know you have a lot of classes. We know you have you kind of have a but. But what's your favorite? Like, which one are you looking forward to the most? You know, it's hard to put a hard to put a favorite on these. They're all they all are going to be super cool. The True Street class is taking off. The stick shift class is huge. Um, I think the one that I'll probably be most excited to see is the gasser class. Yeah. Just to, I'm big into the retro, cool, old stuff. The The yeah. outlaw class is going to be super cool, too. That's the, you know, big, big hitters come. So yeah. see what they can do up here. One thing that'll be really neat, I was just thinking of some of the scenery that is going to be, that these cars are going to be put against the backdrop. Like, oh, yeah. I can't imagine what, like, some just true, like, legit hot rod gassers is going to look like uh, with some of that scenery behind them. It's going to be really awesome. Yeah, hopefully we'll have some really good photography there yep. going up with, like, the Alaska Speed Week and, like, the Redwood Rally, those type of pics. Like, those are some of the same idea of pictures that i'm like those would be things that you could get yes that's, a, that's exactly what i was just about to say is 
when I envision this, I envision it right up there with Alaska and, and Redwood yeah. Rally. So that's going to be cool. Yep. Um, what about the miles? How many, how far are these guys going to drive? Guys and girls, folks. So round trip, we're depending on the ex- exact specific route, we're hovering right around 900 miles, slightly over, sometimes slightly under, depending on what road construction looks like, stuff like that. Wow. Um, in between each track, it averages about 250 miles a day. Some, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> some are a little bit less, some are a little bit more, but. Yes. That's, that's going to be awesome, dude. I can't, so, and you're all, you're staying in Montana, right? So there's yep, 100% inside the state of Montana. <laughs> that's crazy how big that thing is to think about that. You're going to be a 900 mile loop and you're never going to leave the state. Yep. You won't leave the state. The scenery will be completely different every day on the drives. It's going to be crazy. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited. So, you know, the other question is obviously like, what, what led you to to kick this off? You said you, you were trying to get into one of the things, you know, Ed Hohenberg made the comment. He said the first race of Dragon Drive is registration. Oh, yeah. So so kind of walk us back one, you know, a few years you've been following this, or is it like five or ten years? Like what's the what, what's what been your uh, Dragon Drive history? So since Hot Rod Drag Week, the first one, went off, me and my dad had just been watching it and being like, oh, that's super cool. We want to do that. And then – in 2017 we actually thrashed through his 69 camaro together and me and my dad and my older brother jumped in it cannonballed it to power tour did because we were just taking the event adventure and then uh at power tour we had some some car trouble and we ended up you know doing some legit maintenance pulled transmission out in the parking lot at the big going indy just fixing all kinds of stuff and right next to us is parked this beautiful Mustang that they're taking pictures of and getting measurements to make it a diecast car. And we wow. got people looking at us like we're crazy because we got this flat black <laughs> thrown together 69 Camaro <laughs> that's with transmission out, <laughs> fixing stuff. And uh, that's when we were like, you know, we need to do the drag and drive stuff because that's <laughs> yeah. that's where you see them doing this type of work and this type of thing. And yep. And ever since then, we've been pushing for it. Uh, we got into Death Week. We did go on Death Week. That was pretty cool. We, uh, oh, yeah. we had some car trouble along the way. Didn't make it in the original vehicle, but we did end up finishing the route with them, and that was pretty cool. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm sure that that only helped uh, spark plans for the event for your event. What What are some things like? I mean, are you guys doing like a, you know, what are some of the route stops you have planned? Things like that. So right now we're still working on specific route stops. I know mm-hmm. we're definitely going to have them take pictures along the Missouri River breaks just because it's beautiful scenery up there. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of cool stuff. So trying to pick a few things here and there is, you know, kind of difficult. But yeah, there's also a lot of a lot of open space up here. So we'll just have to see what we can do. Right. Um, yeah. Our, our time on Death Week opened up a lot of ideas and definitely we met a lot of good people that are willing to help us out, have offered a lot of help. So that's great. Well, uh, I want to talk about kind of a plan that Jesse Fox of three G video and I are, are mulling around right now. And I want to see if you think he's crazy. I know he's crazy, but it's 1200 miles from Acton, Montana 
to Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where Rocky Mountain Race Week starts. Yep. At this point, he's going to do six summer and then just bomb to you guys. So six summer ends on the 14th and you start on the 16th. Yep. So that gives just, him a day and a half to make 1,200 miles because it's like 1,200 from uh, Byron to you. Yep, and then we're, another uh, 1,250 from Acton to Tulsa. Yep. The 16th is just a tech day. So we're just going to be nice. checking over cars, checking everything in. So really, he should have till the 17th if he needs oh, it. Perfect. He'll have plenty of time, right? Yeah. Here's kind of the thought process. And we were, I was looking at flights the other day. I'm thinking that I may fly to him and have him, like, I'll meet him for y'all's last day of racing. Him and I will get in his car and just haul the mail down to Rocky Mountain Race Week, and I'll do 1.0 that way. So at least that way I can kind of get up there and see you guys and, uh, you know, see all the cars and all that kind of stuff. Plus, it really only adds about two days to my my whole trip, you know, quote, unquote. But um, if he does this, this is kind of his plan. He'll do six summer. He'll do Big Sky Race Week, and then he'll do Rocky Mountain Race Week. So three weeks, literally straight of Dragon Drive events. So we're calling it the trifecta. And I want to see if anyone else out there is planning to do this uh, in their race car, because that's one of the, the, I think if somebody could put this together, they would, I don't know, they'd be legends. Because it's <laughs> oh, for sure. not, not only is it a thousand miles for each trip. So six summers, probably 600 miles. And then you've got 1200 miles to get to you. Then you've yep. got, your thousand miles, then you've got yep. 1250 miles to get to Rocky Mountain Race Week, and it's like 12 or 1300, and then you got to get back home. So, uh, I, I think we added up his trip, it was something like 7500 miles or something like that to, to make the loop by the time he drives from his house to Byron to all those places in background or 4500 or something. I can't remember. That'll be crazy. It'll be a really cool story, though. That'll be awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that dude is an animal. His summer is just absolutely jam-packed. June June is also becoming the September of Dragon Drive. You know, last year I was gone for three weeks of the month. Now it looks like if I could swing it, I'd do the same thing in June. But uh, I don't know. Jesse Fox of 3G Video is absolutely crazy. But that's kind of the current plan right now is for me to fly into Billings, make it to you guys, and then him and I will drive down to Rocky Mountain Race Week. There you go. He yeah. is living the dream, let me tell you. Um, well, so uh, you remember Monday Morning Racer said working the dream. Yep. It's not just living it, you're working it. And that's, working uh, it. that's what Jesse Fox does for sure. So so I know yeah. that's one photographer planning to come to you guys. I know there's others that are that are headed up that way. So I'm really excited to see the stuff that comes from that event. I'm excited to see it too. It's going to be just incredible. Yep. So uh, let's give a shout out to your sponsors and then tell everybody where they can, you know, one, sign up. We got to get up, got to get folks to sign up for this. You only got 25 spots left. And then, uh, you know, where they can find everything else on social media and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to our sponsors that have jumped on so far. We got uh, Dooley's Diabolical Diesel out of Great Falls. Um, we have Chuck's Custom Auto out of Great Falls. And then we have uh, Custom Collision Repair out of Haver and Chen, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it, but they have two locations up on the High Line of Montana out there. <laughs> nice. uh, huge shout out to all of them. It's great that people are jumping on board. Uh, yeah. We're welcoming everybody that wants to come on and help. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Facebook is our probably main one. Uh, Instagram's going up every time 
with Facebook. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of trying to post the same things and then a little bit different on either, each one. Yep. Um, they're just Big Sky Race Week on Facebook and Instagram. And then uh, you can get tickets from thefoat.com. You just go on the foat, look up Big Sky Race Week, it'll pull it up. Or we have it linked on our Facebook and our website. You can just Perfect. go on either one of those, find it, click the link. It'll drag you right to the tickets. That's awesome, dude. Well, I'm really excited about this. I'm, I've am i said excited about 17 times now, <laughs> but I, I am. This event really is going to be great for that part of the country. But it's also, again, Dan says all the time, Dan this says all the time, this gives you a reason to go somewhere else and race. Yep. Yeah, if, you, if you haven't been to Montana, and I mean, like, unless you're going to Seattle for something and or racing in Montana, you're not really going to be going through it. Yep. Um, so it gives you an excuse to come out and check it out. There's a lot of cool stuff here. So, Well, and one of the biggest reasons I love Dragon Drive so much is it, it makes it a point for you to get off of the main road. You're not driving 88 miles an hour with the cruise set for 300 miles, so you got to make the next gas or P-stop. You know, you're, you're literally – making it a point to get off of that road, to get on the two lane, to go through the town, to go, oh, well, that's kind of cool. And then, uh, dude, we didn't even talk about the poker run. Oh, yep, yep. Our road week class is uh, it's for those just driving along. But yeah, instead of just driving along and seeing it, you know, we're getting you guys involved. We're going to set up a poker run for you. At each track, you get a card. At the end of the week, whoever's got the best hand is going to win a prize. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, well, I, I know you've been talking with us. Um, you know, we definitely are wanting to get involved in that. We love that kind of stuff, something to give everybody something else to look forward to, you know, to, uh, yep. you know, increase the experience, I'll say. So uh, after we figure out, after we get off of this, we'll figure out uh, what we're going to do. But I would say at least some kind of swag pack or something. We'll do a shirt for, co, you know, driver and co-pilot and a hoodie and uh, maybe some hats if we haven't by then, too. So, Heck yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so exciting. Well, dude, I want to say thank you for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. I know we were going to do this last week, but uh, things came up. I'm glad you were able to make time for it tonight. And I'm really excited that you guys are so close to selling out. You know, getting within 25, especially being your first event, especially being, you know, folks don't know what to expect yet. So I, I think yep. as we move on, as we talk about stuff, as you guys continue to post, I mean, obviously you're not going to have a problem at all selling out. And I think everybody's going to have a great time at this. It's it's going to be really cool to see all these photos that come out of that. I'm excited. Uh, big thanks to all the racers that have already entered, everybody that's already supporting and excited to come. Like we're excited yeah. to see you, excited to have you. So, yeah. And oh. and this is just a reminder for all those folks that are going to this event that are already registered and stuff like that. Hit the share button on these posts when you see them. It takes literally two seconds when you see Big Sky Race Week post. You need to just hit the share button. Just share it to your feed. Show everybody that you're going to this event. Make some cool comments because I'm telling you, this first event, it kind of gets it out of the way and it just lays some serious groundwork for the second one. So and then, you know, that's when you start selling out in like, you know, 20 minutes and all that kind of stuff, an hour, you know, all that stuff. So uh, good luck to you, man. I, I can't wait. This won't be the last time you're going to be on the show. We're going to talk at least one more time before you do the event. And then obviously we're going to have you back on afterwards because we got to know we got to see all these pictures, man. We're going to go through a hundred and some pictures while you're on after the event. So, yeah. And if there's anything we can do to help yeah. help promote or anything or, you know, artwork type stuff, let us know. Yeah. 
something that we need to say that we're not saying, let us do, just tell us we're, we're all in. Sounds good. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks guys. All right. Thanks. All right, man. Thanks so much. Thanks again. Austin. Bye. Bye. Cool, man. I, I really am excited about that event. I know I've said that that makes like 19 times that I've said excited, but it really is one of the coolest stuff that's out there to see this level of event. Keep, you know, keep continuing to grow for the, uh, for all of the events that are coming up and, and all that. So it, it's yeah. good. Good luck to them. Yeah. I really wish I could make that one, you know, being right yeah. after six summer, that's going to be tough, but uh, uh, yeah. I look forward yeah. to all the pictures and videos that come out of it. Yeah. You'd have to take two weeks straight off. Um, I can't, I can't wait to, I think I'm going to go ahead and make the commitment to Jesse and do the drive from, uh, Acton, Montana to Rocky Mountain. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. The flights are only like two or 300 bucks. I think I can go ahead and make that make sense. Yeah. I wish I could make it. And what would be cool, I can't make it happen. But if I jumped in from Byron and rode with them out there oh, until yeah. the end of the week, and then you come in, jump in yeah. and ride to Rocky Mountain, and I go home. Yeah. Well, I, huh. That, that would be too well, tough for me. Jesse Fox, if you're watching this, what about uh, what if you did six summer and then you and him bombed to uh, to Big Sky? Yeah, you flew home that Sunday. Yeah, Th that's... kick that around. I, I, you know, obviously we have some funds we can provide for some uh, for some airplane travel for you. That would that would maybe be pretty cool because yeah. it would really help him out a lot. That's the biggest thing, you know, because he's going to be at that point he'll be you know a thousand miles into the trip. And then run from there on through. Right. So, huh. Be kind of fun. I don't know. Kick it around. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of that stuff. So, guys, I want to talk about before we bring on Luke from Howard Skins, I want to talk about what I found on Summit Racing this week. Except, do you know what your boy didn't do? I didn't, do didn't any put any pictures. Nope. <laughs> didn't do it at all. But listen, Summit Racing's back on board for 2024. I'm, I'm not even going to say it. You know what I am. I'm excited about this. We've been talking about what we're going to do, but Saturday is, uh, we're going to lay out what kind of the plan for 2024 is, and it's going to be a big one. The, uh, the, the deals they're making on summitracing.com right now are great. And that's, we, we need you to keep shopping over there, everybody. So, uh, they can keep supporting us over here. So please make sure that is your one, uh, your first stop when you go to look for car parts, uh, throughout the, throughout your, I don't know, search for, for making your car faster. But this week I did find that Mr. Heaters, Mr. Heater heaters, uh, have a ton of like summit bucks on them. And the reason I thought about that is because your weather is down here in Arkansas and I need you to come get it, dude. Um, dude, it's bad. No, I, no, I hate it. I hate anything under 50 is not for me. Uh, it's, it's brutal. It's like five degrees right now. And I, if y'all could hear the heater in my little podcast room, it'll literally turn off for about 12 seconds and then back on. Yeah. I was, so. I was texting you because the battery went out in my truck and it was like negative 12. Like that's the actual temperature with wind chill. It was like negative 30 and I had to go out and replace a battery in my driveway because, you know, I have two race cars in my garage, so I had no room to bring the truck in. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, I'm out. I have I have zero desire. But I'll tell you, these uh, the heaters had the, the, the biggest one I saw, the biggest discount was on the uh, or biggest summit bucks was the ones you put on top of the propane tank. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
that's what I need. I don't need it in this nine by seven podcast room, but that's what we need for uh, if it's going to be cold at sick week, which I hope it's not going to be. So, but it's cold here right now and I don't like it at all. Snow still on the ground from Sunday. Just gross. Not not as much as we have. Yeah, no, no. If, if it snowed that much, it's funny. We have a, uh, my daughter has one of her best friends is moving to Chicago and there it snowed. And, you know, she was talking about, Oh, it's snowing and all this stuff. And, I was like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of that when you get to Chicago. And like, they'll make you still go to school. Yeah. She they did. Like, what? They did cancel school here the day that it was like negative, like, I don't know, 12, 15 degrees. But yeah, That's today, crazy. today it was like zero, I think, or yeah. something like that. And they went to school. But yeah, in my, my backyard right now is probably calf high snow. If I were to try to walk out there. No, no. <laughs> That I don't know why I live here. <laughs> I don't either, dude. Move to Arkansas. Let's go, man. Let's, uh, <laughs> we'll be we'll be in person doing this. All right. Well, guys, again, hit the summitracing.com website when you're looking for anything. You know they have such I mean, it's the world's largest speed shop, dude. Like they, they got everything that that's out there. All right. Let's talk to uh let's talk to Luke from Howard's Cams, because you know they signed back up 2023 uh sponsored 2024. They're back here for us. Mr. Luke B, how are you, sir? Uh oh, nope. I don't have any audio, bud. Are you muted? Uh oh, (laughs) that's the way it goes sometimes. (laughs) Jeff is saying that it's 19 degrees there in Chicagoland. No, no, he must not not be too far from me then. Yeah, see a couple hours away, probably. How about now? Oh, there there we are. We can hear you. Perfect. See if anybody could figure it out, and it was you. Yeah, we uh speaking of weather, it's the warmest it's been in like four days here, and it was two today. <laughs> Dude, that's gross, man. That's yeah. gross. Yeah. Why do you live there? Good Cause question. Because it, it's beautiful <laughs> in the in the summer and early fall. Fall is very nice here, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee it. Well, dude, again, we're excited to have you back on for 2024. And I'm excited for what this means because we're going to be adding a Howard's Cam segment to the show now that's on Wednesday night. So the coolest part about that is it means we're going to get to dive deep into some stuff. And we're going to talk about some of the, the deep dive stuff later on because uh, you, you got something to talk about custom camshafts and kind of give us a lesson on that. So, yeah. Uh, Let's let's not start out with that. Let's start out with something kind of funny because I can only imagine the phone calls that you get and the people that are building this random stuff that uh, their uncle said they need to buy this cam and then uh, you know you, you help them figure it out. So so let's go through some of those. Yeah. So for those that follow me on Facebook, there's been a couple that I felt the need to to post on my feed because they were just so ridiculous. Um, last week I had a guy call and complain to us about how he had to use a mallet to install his camshaft. Oh, so yeah, that's not good that you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not that I'm like not a professional or anything, but <laughs> if you're wailing on the end of a cam to get it in your engine, please put down the hammer and step away from the engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That last cam bearing is a little tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, then I told him to send it back to us because it probably got bent in shipping, and he didn't believe me. So nice, yeah. Nice. So yeah, that was that was a fun one. 
Yeah. So, so is that what actually happened, or? Yeah. So believe it or not, cams getting damaged in shipping is a pretty big problem. Um, really. And it's crazy. We can go through basically trials with these um, outside companies that come in for like FedEx and UPS, and they actually test our packaging and they have to get, they give it a pass fail in order for us to be basically liable to submit claims and do stuff like that on enter broken cams. And I just told this story literally yesterday um, to a customer, uh, my superior, Eric, was walking around our shop with one of these guys and he was asking him all sorts of questions about how he packaged a cam or like he doesn't see how we could break them and eric was just walking through the warehouse and grabbed uh we have a stack of just dummy cams that are basically cores that are no good to even start with and he grabs it and he just chucks it up in the air in the warehouse and lets it bounce off the concrete and uh nothing happened to it i mean it was probably it, junk after that but it didn't break in half and he turns and looks at the guy and he goes now he goes you tell me that our packaging's not very good if we're getting cams that are broken in a half and you saw what just happened there wow dude like so, how's that even happen like does it, is it rolling down the conveyor belt and somebody like <laughs> just hit the elbow we probably get two or three broken cams a month through through shipping agencies wow. i I've never seen somebody break a cam except in an engine. So yeah. I I would love to see what these guys are doing. Right. Like you said, like there's just, just this camera following this cam box and it's just going along yeah. the conveyor belt. And then it just yeah. goes. <laughs> We've had them go out to people, find out that they're bent and they straighten themselves on their way back. Oh, convenient. even weirder. So we get it back and we put it on a roller and they check out fine. And then it's cross your fingers and hope it doesn't get bent again on the way back to the guy. But wow. Yeah, that's that's some of the wilder stuff that, that happens in the in the shipping world. Well, you know, you've you've been with Howard's for a while. Um, you, you've obviously been a big part of I mean, dude. I don't know how many times I've asked you cam stuff, you know, and, and like, there's a lot of stuff that, that I asked that never comes to fruition. Cause it's again, uh, you know, windshield thought from my brain as I'm driving along, Hey, what if we did this, you know, and, and you're nice enough to do that for us. And we appreciate that. And you, I think you've done that for a lot of the dragon drive community, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of PRI was like the biggest reality check on, what you guys have done for us as far as a company in this community because it was just non-stop drag and drive guys yep. through throughout pri and then even after pri it was following up with all those guys and yep. there's a there's going to be a couple pretty cool combos going together for 2024 with our cams in them and i'm excited yeah, that's awesome yeah well if you guys didn't know i mean obviously howard's cams is the official valve train of a uh, drag drive for pete so we appreciate you guys coming on and uh, again it's and doing that so let's talk about some products that maybe have come out recently that uh that mm -hmm. we'll talk about that and then maybe you can kind of sneak in some secret squirrel stuff yeah so the biggest thing that's hitting the market in 2024 uh we basically put them out on display at pri but it's our track smart uh hbm rods so yes we're a camshaft company but we basically top to bottom, crankshafts, pistons, rods, everything. So 
Brooks Flaherty, Howard Cameron yeah. this year. Awesome. <laughs> um, but TrackSmart is going to be a budget line H-beam rod for that like 1,000 to 1,200 horsepower guy. Um, right in line with like what a set of like the Eagle H-beams would be. So yeah. very affordable. And um, I will be making sure. A pretty wicked sale on them going on in March through Summit. So yes. we'll make sure that we get on here and talk about that and plug Summit and plug us for that and make sure you guys can take advantage of those good deals. But something that we haven't had in a long time is Ford connecting rods. And we we brought back some Ford stuff for the for the TrackSmart line. So we're pretty excited right. about that. Like then, small uh, block and big block stuff or like Coyote or Mod Motor just, stuff? Just small block, yeah. Coyote, there's, I would love to do some coyote stuff, but the amount of time it's going to take us to develop that stuff, it's pretty wild. Yeah, coyote. I mean, let's be honest, those dudes are making a thousand on factory stuff. Factory cam can go to like 1200 or something insane. Yeah. 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 I mean, when everybody's breaking records with those things, I mean, it was rod, piston, stock camshaft stuff going mid sevens. So, what do you really need? <laughs> yeah, right. that's exactly right. Well, cool. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that in March for sure. Uh, yeah, kind of yeah. talking about some of that stuff. Well, well, H beam rods. I mean, dude, like, what else, man? What else been going on with you guys? I know, I know, wintertime's probably. Is it like car guy stuff? Like, is is wintertime your upgrade time? Like, where you guys are doing new stuff, or is it all the kind time? Kind of wintertime. Wintertime is like all the boring, like not car stuff for it's uh, let's set up all our new vendor profiles. Let's make sure that places like summit are ready to go for like all of our sales. When, when that stuff hits, it's making sure that the the price increase that comes once a year is going out to all of our people. So it's that uh, it's that time of year where I don't really get to do a whole lot of car stuff. It's more of like admin stuff, but you know, we got to do that to keep the parts rolling off the shelves. <laughs> That's exactly you will. You got to plan ahead, man. You can't be like, what are we going to put on sale this week? <laughs> you can't be like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I see Rodney's rods here asking uh, any Ford FE stuff coming from Howard's. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have a huge offering of Ford FE valve train parts, um, roller cams, roller lifters. Um, we don't have a rocker system for them, just mainly because of being a shaft rocker system. Um, but no, no lower end stuff for, for FEs. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta hate yourself to really want to build one of those things. <laughs> they're, diff- they're difficult engines. Yeah. I bet. I, uh, I don't, I don't mess with anything Ford engine wise anyway. So we just usually put LS in that, in that kind of stuff. If we're going to do oh, it, you're basically messing with Ford stuff. You know, it's just a copy of the Windsor, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> What's Jeff here saying? Uh, so I reached out last year and picked up a Howard's Camp for Sons uh, 502 stroker in the 96 Dually. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That, that's a that's a super cool rig, like OBS, you know, Ford truck, Dually, uh, I think it's extended cab. Super cool deal. And then he's pulling a Fairmont, that you know, box top Fairmont to the track with it. Just right on the money. Yeah, that's that's goals right there, right? You get the the tow rig has to match the car to a certain extent. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And the kid's like 19 years old. So, I mean, like, you know, you would expect that from like somebody in their forties, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's not that it's, it's a kid doing it. So it's even cooler, you know, it's awesome. Well, uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that you work with generally, you know, I mean, I would think we talk about off the shelf cams a lot and mm-hmm. that's, really for 99.8% of the people that you talk to, that's probably going to be okay. And generally the kind of stuff that they're looking for is probably in stock and ready to go most of the time for what they're looking for. You know, five or 600 is, is more than enough power for most people. And those, those cams are probably, and valve train stuff is all in stock, right? Or mostly in stock. Yeah. Yeah. For, I mean, let's be honest. Um, LS is everything. So um, if, if you have an LS engine and you can't find, find a camshaft in stock from us, you're not looking hard enough because <laughs> it's a third of our warehouse. Um, small block Chevy, pretty plentiful. Um, Fords have been an issue, um, uh, be completely honest. So we're still trying to catch up with Fords. We have lots of cores in stock, but when you don't have a lot, you spend a whole lot of time trying to catch up and we're still trying to do that since I think our cores came in early November. Wow. So when we're six to eight weeks out on a cam, it takes us a while to catch up. So hopefully by spring, we'll have a lot better selection right off the shelf for a lot of that stuff. But that's cool. Yeah. Like, like you said, 90% of the people out there, um, there's really no reason to go custom, especially if you take a look at our catalog and see how big it is. If there's not something in that catalog that, that fits for you, then you have something pretty oddball or, <laughs> Or we're trying to do something pretty big deal boost is usually usually when we need to go custom. Yeah. So let, let's dive into that if you want to for a little bit here and kind of talk mm-hmm. about, um, you know, w- w- one thing we like to do with some some guests, especially like with you, is like I ask you, hey, what, what should we be talking about? And your literal thing was like, let's dive deep on whether they need a custom camshaft or uh, and what their limitations are. So kind of kind of school us a little bit. Uh, give these people at home a lesson. Yeah, um, we were actually talking internally about a week or two ago that we aren't convinced that a lot of people really understand what a custom camshaft is. And what it came down to is that most of these guys were looking for a custom recommendation, not necessarily a custom camshaft. So they were completely content with an off-the-shelf part number because we would start talking to a lot of these guys and they'd be like, well, I want something I can buy right now. I was just wanting a recommendation. So we're finding out that a lot of people, their perception of custom is just something that they spent time with somebody on to figure out what part number worked best for their application. And that was kind of not eye-opening, but it was definitely a different aspect of how we've been looking at yeah. for a long time, just because these guys weren't, they didn't want something special. They wanted something off the shelf. They just wanted it custom tailored to whatever their combination is. Um, But then there's the other side of that where you have a guy calling in for a 355 Chevy with a 205 runner and an air gap wants a custom camshaft. Well, we can do a custom camshaft for anything. Um, But what what I enjoy doing in my job is debunking a lot of 
the smoke and mirrors that have been made in the camshaft industry. So, so many people think that there's so much magic in the camshaft. And honestly, the magic that's there is you can't, you can't see it. Um, but everything else is just math. The only magic in, in a camshaft is the actual lobe design. Duration at 50, lift numbers, lobe separation, none of that's magic. It's just a math equation. So if somebody really wants to know why I think their car doesn't need a custom cam or why maybe it does, we'll sit down and I'll go through the math with them. We'll talk about CFM demand of the engine. We'll talk about what the thing actually would require for lift for a certain RPM um, and talk about what duration actually does to their engine and what a different lobe separation might do to their engine. And usually after talking through them with all that, we can find a shelf part number that works really, really well for them. Um, because at that point, I'm showing them that the fact that we have something on the shelf that's 530 lift opposed to their their cam or their heads are good for 600 lift. So they feel like they need 600 lift. We can go through that math and I can show them that their engine doesn't need 600 lift because it's breathing fine at 530 to support the power that they need. And then all of a sudden they don't need anything special. They can just use something off the shelf. So that's, like I said, that's probably the most fun I have is educating somebody on what little of a camshaft an engine usually needs to get the job done. Well, and you know, let's talk about that for a second, because then that gives you the opportunity to uh, have some vacuum. It drives better. It's easier. And it's like valve springs. Oh man, this thing will go to up to 600. Well, I need 598, bro. <laughs> like, yep. Dude, yep. Calm down. Yep. 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 Yeah. I mean, there's valve springs are something we could talk for a whole nother show on because we want to make sure that that you're <laughs> close enough to a coil bind on your valve spring that it's actually working as a dampening effect. So let's say you have springs that are good for 600 lift and we have 500 lift. Well, that's a hundred thousandths of usable area that that spring is really just awesome freely. It's not it's hard to explain unless you really have a picture to show it, but we want to make sure that the spring is right for the amount of lift that we have and not just completely overboard. <clears throat> so a lot of times these guys that have heads that are set up for 600 lift, I'll talk to them and sometimes we'll shim them down a little bit tighter. But like you said, I mean, if, if we can do something with 550 lift or 530 lift, opposed to 600, um, that's less overall movement in the system. And it, it leads to longevity if it's all set up right. And, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and again, it goes back to, you know, the difference in making 507 horsepower and making 514 horsepower, 522 yeah. horsepower. Like you, you're literally within, you know, now if you're ragged edge trying to get, to that 999 number NA or something like that, maybe. But like for the most part, for most of us guys, we're looking for burnouts. <laughs> I agree. Like that's what yep. we want to do. I want to make cool noises. How many people call you and go, hey man, I just want one that's got good chop. I just want one that's <laughs> chop, 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 chop. Yep. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. 
Well, the uh, difficult part is somebody that calls and wants it the chop, and then they want a factory torque converter. They have power brakes, and they got like a two ninety seven rear gear. Yeah. Then, then we have just a little want bit of trouble, sound but... cool in the parking lot as they're cruising to Sonic. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, so we've, we've some... been down that road. Sorry, Eric, real quick. We've been down that road with customers uh, with narcoleptic stuff. You, know, you, you got a guy, you build a 550, 600 horsepower setup, and they're like, well, I don't want to spend the money on a converter. I'm like, dude, you're going to hate your life, man. You're going to hate mm-hmm. it. It's going to, you're not going to have any fun with this. And then they drive it for a little bit and they're like, this thing is a turd. It's a dog. Oh, it doesn't make that kind of power. And then you put a converter in it and it's like, wow. I should have done this from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. Converters and camshafts are two things that'll make or break a combination. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can really screw it up the wrong way and yeah, do something very wrong. But man, when it's right, and that's where having like a conversation with a guy like you, and then also understanding that you're going to need to have a conversation with that converter guy as well. Like you don't need mm-hmm. to just go, oh, I'm going to order this one because my buddy has it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's something that I fight on a daily basis because people will call us for a converter recommendation and yeah, the cam has a lot to do with it, but I mean, you go on to summit and you type 3,200 stall converter in and you pick out a 3,200 stall converter and you put that, let's say there's three different vehicles all with the same 5.3 LS engine, but there's 1400 pounds of difference between the three vehicles every single one of those vehicles is going to want a different converter just because we recommend a 3200 stall for a camshaft doesn't mean you should go buy a 3200 stall you should call your converter guy and get him to spec you something that's appropriate for the weight of the vehicle and the gear ratio etc yep sorry eric what were you gonna say i was just gonna say when somebody calls up and wants a recommendation for a cam what mm-hmm. uh, what kind of information do they need to have ready for you to give you for you to be able to give them a recommendation? Yeah, so a lot of that is going to depend on on how how wild the setup is for the general guy that is just doing like a street car, or like let's say it's going to be like a twelve or a thirteen second deal. Um, I just need to know basic specifics about um, weight really doesn't play into it a whole lot from what I've seen, but I I really want to know specifics about the cylinder heads. Um telling telling me it's a it's a Brodex cylinder head or an AFR cylinder head really doesn't tell me anything. Um I want to know model number if you can get it to me because then I can look up flow numbers real quick and we can know where we can be on the camshaft really quickly if I have flow numbers for the cylinder heads. Um, Gear ratio does have an effect on it, depending on how much converter, if it's a stick shift car. Um, Compression ratio is huge because um, a lot of people are running on pump fuel. So pump fuel is extremely volatile and it gets hard to make something work on pump gas unless it's got VVT or coil packs that really opens up the options but for your general small black chevy guy with a carburetor and um a distributor i mean if you're 10 and a half to one you're going to need a little bit of camshaft for that thing to work on 91 93 pump gas so make sure you know your compression ratio um a lot of guys will call and ask us for a cylinder head recommendation for a camshaft 
realistically, we should be doing that the other way around. We want you guys to have a long block picked out before we before we spec a camshaft. That makes sense. And so when folks are like for your home builder, like a guy like me, I mean, like, mm-hmm. dude, I've never taken an engine to an engine builder to have anybody put anything together for me, right? It's come right out of how GM built it. I would think that's probably pretty easy. I call you, I go, hey, dude, I want to make 500 wheel. This is the turbo I've got. This is the converter and trans I've got. Help mm-hmm. me out. And, and then you're like, oh, yeah, part, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Cool. Send that one tomorrow. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Turbos, turbos make things easy because what we do on a turbo setup is really just target in an RPM range. Um, Cylinder heads affect things, but not to the magnitude that they will. That's like nitrous or NA. So if, if you have a street driving turbo car and it's a relatively decent sized turbo, it's, it's almost the same cam for every single combination unless we really want to get specific on it. Like there's a reason why companies like Ryan Tooley only offer a couple cams for turbo cams or a couple cams for supercharger stuff is because it, they really just work like that. It takes any cylinder head and it makes it good. That's what boost does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All, all cams are turbo cams. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, To an extent, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, so a guy like me with a, a twin GT 45 LS, you could probably pop a cam number off right on the back of your head. Right. Yep. Yeah. There's, we got one that's like uh 231, 235 at 55, 96, 18 lift on a 115. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then yep. a huge converter in that car and let's go put a, put a gear vendor in that thing. Let's drop that dude. The cylinder heads are so good that you can put a good bit of cam in them and they just seem like they don't need a lot of converter, especially nice. with the smaller cubic inch stuff. So, I mean, that and something that makes horsepower needs a tighter, a little bit of a tighter converter. So they just drive nicer anyways. Perfect. Yeah. Eric, we need you to finish that car up so we can take it on a dragon drop. I got I got two different converters sitting in the garage right now. Perfect. <laughs> that that sounds right up my alley. So what I need to do is come up there and we need to take that on six summer. Now something I'm gonna be gone <laughs> three weeks of June too. <laughs> Sorry. You better, you better save another week to come up and help me get that thing ready. Yeah, right. That's exactly right. Well, Luke, I want to say thanks for coming on tonight. Dude, thank you for being patient. You know, again, we were gonna do this last week. He jumped on here with us tonight, man. We really appreciate it. And again, dude, we're going to have you on often because this, anytime I talk to you, it only raises more questions because I don't know. <laughs> stuff. That's the problem, you know? Yep. So, uh, yeah. 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 You're, you're a great source of knowledge. You're, you're a great dude to talk to. Where can people, you know, follow along on your stuff on social and then how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. So Howard's cams, both Facebook and Instagram. Um, we try to be as active as we can on that. I am the guy that wields all that as well as do all the sales managerial duties. So nice. there's not as much as I would like on there, but we do try to do quite a bit on there. Yeah. And then uh, Lukey B speed and service for my personal stuff on Instagram. That's awesome. Well, cool, dude. Well, thanks again. Yeah, I know we've said it before, but Mike and I need to make a trip out there at some point yeah. and get get a yeah. tour of uh, of the facility. Yeah, when it's warmer, otherwise Mike will freeze. Yeah, yeah right. We'll be carting him around. Like I'm, I'm not coming. <laughs> I don't care what how warm it is yeah. in your car. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going. 
So, so I'll come in that three week window where it gets in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Perfect. All right, dude. Well, thanks a bunch, man. We appreciate it. And, and I promise we're going to make time. I'm going to come up and see you guys. Eric is a little closer, so maybe he can make a day trip out of it. But, uh, but I definitely want to come there. I want to, I want to throw one of those cams down the, uh, down the warehouse. You know what? We can do that with a junk cam just to prove how, how good these cams right, are. That's what we, it needs to be like uh, into the trash can bucket. That's what we need. We need some some kind of competition. It'll be kind of fun. We'll we'll mess around with that a little bit. Yeah, there we go. I like where yeah. this is going. <laughs> I know that's right. All right, dude. Thank you so much again. We appreciate you coming on tonight. All right. See you guys. Have a good night. Thanks, Liz. Dude, I'm telling you, that guy's way smarter than we deserve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I just absorbing knowledge because, you know, yeah. I know I know a fair amount of stuff, but some of that yeah. stuff is is over my head. Oh, I mean, well, again, it's it's way over my head, and and that's what's good about having folks like that. You know, not just as friends of ours, but friends within the community, is because like, folks can literally message him, find him on Instagram, message us. I'll get you his his contact info, and we can go right from there. And it it makes it easy to, again, you know, he talks about a lot of times an off the shelf cam will, will get your job, get the job done. But then dude, like, then you get it a lot faster as well. Yeah. You know, so and you don't, you don't need to guess what cam that you, you yeah. think you might need when there's a, a person there that's ready and willing to answer your question and spec you out a cam, you know, yep. pick up the phone and, and call. Well, and have a realistic idea of what you want. Again, the whole entire goal of the old truck was to to make 500 wheel do burnouts when I wanted it to and be able to drive around and get ice cream. And that's what we did. And we put all of that stuff together, the converter, the 4L80, the, the cam, the turbo, everything was matched for that, you know, and, and that specific plan. So, yeah, we weren't, uh, we weren't last, you know, last, we weren't trying to get every last bit of power out of it. So, yeah. I see my mama on here saying uh, y'all have more watchers tonight. Congratulations. I want to say thanks to everybody that's out there, guys. Uh, we've got Corey Nicholson up here on Car Change 3D. I'm, hey, dude, guess what? I'm excited. I'm excited, <laughs> too. Because uh, I got to spend some time with Corey at PRI. I actually sit right next to him for about two hours of uh, Buffalo Wild Wings yep. on, what was that, Friday night or something like that? And uh, They all blended together. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was the night. It was what it was Friday night because it was when we left those guys. We were going back to the hotel, and that's when we saw Steve Morris. And then the <laughs> night changed, <laughs> not because yeah. of Morris, but because of John at Delta PHE. Yeah. So yeah, memories are made. <laughs> yeah, and what's cool about what Corey does is it's so different than what we typically have been looking at. Um, on the the channel and past events and or uh, past interviews and things like that. And obviously he started, he's going to kind of tell us a little bit of this story, but if you follow him and the, the channel car chains on, uh, on Instagram and on Facebook, dude, this guy is producing stuff daily. New yeah. stuff daily is about what I think, uh, that, that needs to be a, a new segment for him or something because yeah. he's coming up with all kinds of stuff. I was actually messaging him, kind of giving him a countdown. I said, Hey, about 10 minutes. He goes, no problem, man. I'm sitting over here engineering things as, as I'm listening to you guys. Yeah, I remember uh, I found him on on Facebook well before we we ever talked to him. And, yeah. uh, 
you know, just being, again, I'm a car guy, I've got a 3D printer, and I like to make cool stuff. So when I saw somebody else doing it, I started following them. And it, it yeah, he's went from, like you said, car um, keychains all the way up to some pretty incredible stuff that he's making now. So Oh, yeah. And and doing it on a, a level that is, you know, it's no longer a hobby for him. I'll tell you that much. <clears throat> and yeah. He's going to tell us a little bit about that. So, Corey, if you're ready, give us a thumbs up and we'll uh, we'll bring you in for sure. Oh, yeah. Big thumbs up. Dude, guys, I want to introduce Corey Nicholson of uh, Car Change 3D. Dude, welcome to the show. I- I'm excited to have you on here, man. What's uh, going on, man? What's it's up? Been a, it's been a day. Been, yeah. I'm in, a, I'm in the uh, frigid north of Michigan where they're trying to murder us every day. It's, it's been <laughs> yeah. cold. I don't know how people do that, man. Like, listen, I'm in a hoodie and it's 60 in the podcast room. I'm in a hoodie. <laughs> well, I thankfully have free electricity because I have like 20 3D printers behind me look going. So it's hot in here, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's out. They've, they've canceled school the last two days for my kids because it's like negative 20 wind chills or something. So we just don't go outside. We're just scared of the world for right now. Well, well, that's not even fair at all. That's not even, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know how people live there. I don't know how people live there. Well, dude, let's jump into this because, uh, you know, we're, we try and run about two hours. So we'll be on the, we'll be on here with you for 30 minutes. Easy. So kind of introduce yourself and, and give us a little bit of history of the, of the whole brand, man. How'd you get started? Where'd you, where did, where did all this begin? Uh, well, so it, it's actually kind of funny. So how this started was I was, I, I was a mechanic. I've been a mechanic all my life. I worked on helicopters in the army. I came out, I was a Chrysler mechanic. I did that for a long time. Um, but like, you know, your body just breaks down and it got to the point where I had to stop flipping wrenches in my driveway. Um, so I was flipping wrenches in the driveway for extra money and then, you know, having my regular job and I just, I just couldn't do it. I was just beat. We moved back to Michigan and it was cold and I felt like I was going to die when I'd work on a car. So I was like, you know what? It's time to figure something else out. So my wife, bought me my very first 3d printer uh now it's going on like five years for my birthday i'm i feel like she very much regrets this decision but um so i it was this little itty bitty it's called a monoprice mini it's like a little 120 by 120 bed little itty bitty thing right So I literally, I'd never touched one. I'd never touched CAD software in my entire life. I just, you know, I just got into it. My ADHD went full blown crazy and I figured it all out. (laughs) So we played with it for a while and I was, you know, I was still flipping wrenches trying to figure out this 3D printer thing. And I was working on my buddy's BMW Turbo Z3 in the driveway and I'm like, I'm done. After I'm done with this car, I'm just done. So <clears throat> I started doing just this random keychains, right? Just to see if someone would buy them. I sold them for like 10 bucks. I didn't care. I just wanted some extra money. By now I'd had like, I bought like one more 3D printer. <clears throat> and we were uh, just kind of selling those in random spots, right? And then... I think I sold a couple of the first ones 
Maybe I made like 300 bucks, but that bought. Uh, oh no. No. It's that, it's that Michigan printer, Which then, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure Michigan is very angry at internet right now. It's been, it's been rough here too. <laughs> Yeah, it's all right, you're back now. For a second, yeah, we, we got you good now. So, uh, so that really just the key change really started it, right? So then I had a customer that asked me if they could, if I could make a picture of their car, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe let's figure it out. Uh, which is kind of as as a lot of people that know me know, that's probably my response to pretty much anything when they ask me is. I don't know if I can, but we'll figure it out. And we did. I did. I don't know. I think I sold 400 my first year of starting key ch of starting car chains. Wow. So that's what four years ago. Now, um, by then, end of that year, I had like ten Ender threes on my <laughs> wall. Right? They're just all over the place. And I had gotten into like signs. We we're doing signs and like big signs. We we're doing a bunch of dumb stuff that I probably shouldn't have gotten into, but it was fun. Um, but that started all this. We were just literally taking pictures of people's cars, reproducing them into a keychain, and I was selling them for now it was like twenty five bucks, right? Wow, that's cool, man. So one day, Lance Dreger, which you guys know from R and D Fabrication, he's my local yep. drug dealer here. He gives me all my car parts. Uh, he's like, Hey dude, this new Holly Terminator is coming out. Can you make a mount for the screen? I'm like, you know, in typical me, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So we made the first, so I made this first little suction come out to put it on the, put it up on the windshield. And, and that was the game. Like that started a bunch of crazy. We sold, I sold like my first 20 in like a day. Wow. wow. So you're like, okay, I'm on to something here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that went crazy. So when then, and, and how really how we've gotten to all the things that I've gotten into now, like all the new stuff is people just ask and yeah. I, I just, I just tell them why not, you know? So I don't like to say no to, especially to fun projects that I know are going to be cool. So we just kept doing it. So now we're doing like the column mounts full on dashes or well, full on clusters, you know, yeah. Um, a lot of, and so really I credit most of this to Lance because if he had never asked me, we wouldn't be in this position, but it's gone crazy. Like we did, I did, we filled over 1800 orders last year. It was way wow. over that. It was, it was 20. If we count all the other stuff, I did closer to a little over 2,500 orders last year. And it's, wow. you know, it's pretty much a one man show. It's, it's ridiculous here. So, That's, so, and, and what's cool about that now, you know, obviously that, that kind of triggers my entrepreneurship uh, mindset a little bit, because like, again, it goes back to not saying no, like, oh no, no, we, we only do keychains, only, yeah. you know, and being willing to open up to that. Um, I'm going to open up, some, I'm, I'm going to go into your Facebook and open up some pictures and stuff like that here in just a second, but oh, sure. we'll, you were you were introduced to me by my brother Stephen, who's making the comment here. He'll yeah. make some super nice parts. We actually, I think, before you and I had ever met, and we're maybe even friends on Facebook. 
he had ordered a panel from you to mount up um, a Terminator X on a on the firewall of a C10 truck that he was building. So you know, like obviously through that, I was kind of helping with some of that time at, at that time. And dude, really nice piece. Everything fit like it should have. It was really it was one of the strangest things to just go, oh, and it works. You know, <laughs> yeah. so really good job on that. I was really impressed. Yeah, it's 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 been an adventure. I never expected it to be here, right? Like, you know, my when we first, I just expected to sell a couple of them, and mm -hmm. like I've thought about changing the name now because really, I, I we do keychains every once in a while, but I don't do a lot of them now. But now it it's too late, right? Everyone knows, yeah. like the brand is established as this is what we do, but. Yeah. Like this really started as kind of a hobby, a reason for me to stop flipping wrenches because I'm just tired of being in pain. Like I'm still in pain all the time, but you know, that's right. veteran thing, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's <laughs> it, it's funny how it happened. It it wasn't it was never the plan to get here. Like it was just it happened. It just worked out. That's yeah. awesome. So do well, you go ahead? Do you have all these printers at your house or do you have like a shop that you work out of or? So right now, right now it's really like I built, I built an office and like a shop in my basement to do it for now. Uh, we're currently, I, well, we're, I, it's still just me mostly. Um, I am looking for a space and looking to hire a person. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I still have a full-time job, so that's, uh, I work for, I work for, uh, Audi of North America, so I am still busy. Sorry, my phone is dying. Well, and I was going to say, so you know, obviously not good at this. Well, that's all right. Dude, you've been on behind on the backstage for a long time, so I appreciate that. Um, one thing that's cool is yeah. like that move from zero to one is a big deal in, in that, you know, because if you can keep your day job and somebody else can kind of take up some of the slack of, you know, either boxing parts or the stuff that, that uh -huh. dude, I say it with stats. Eric hears it from me all the time. And about every phone call we talk about is just the, the literal hundreds of hours that I spend a year, just do cleaning up stats, just cleaning up mm -hmm. spreadsheets. And so if you can have somebody just doing that easy stuff like that, that really doesn't take a lot of brain power and you can hire someone to do that and they can do a good job at it. It makes your life better because then you can focus on really cool stuff, you know? Well, and you don't realize, and this was something that it took me a long time to figure out, like assembling, packaging and shipping takes so much time. It's mind numbing work. But it is a time suck. It just takes forever to do. And those are yep, things like is. when you're just starting, like you don't know. Like when I was selling keychains, I could ship 25 keychains in 20 minutes because I'm just shoving them in a bag yep. and putting a label on them. But it's yep. not like, you know, 30 packages uh, will take two hours. Yeah. Let me pull up some of this stuff and we'll, we'll continue to talk because people need to understand like this that I'm supposed to show you right here. This is, I mean, this is an inlay in what looks like an OBS truck, you know, like in the desk. Can you guys see that? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, this is something that, that oh, yeah. literally went to, to make 
make this this works for anybody's OBS truck, you know, eighty seven or eighty eight to ninety three or whatever, well, ninety six, whatever. And what's funny funny about this one? So I'm trying to move into a lot of fuel tech stuff because I see the market shifting to fuel tech because I, I, I'm not completely sure why yet, but I, I'm starting to see the shift, right? So this yeah, guy called me. He had gotten a he had gotten a mount elsewhere which I, I don't like to talk shit about any competition. Yep. I think he got a mount that he wasn't fully prepared to deal with at the time. He called me and I was like, well, I can, I can get you something. Just, you know, understand, just to understand that there's a timeline. This dude, yeah. when he got this, he was so excited about it. Like he starts texting me. He's all crazy about it. It was great. This, and this came out awesome. This, this is the yeah. first fuel tech OBS mount I have done. That's awesome. And it looks great. Yep. And then, so we'll move. Now, I, I don't know what's going to come up, so we may get some family pictures here in a minute. This is just Corey's uh, Facebook page. But, um, you know, see these a lot. You know, th I don't know what this panel is, but it looks like some kind of, you know, I would say 80s yeah, that's, or 90s. Uh, uh, that is early. That's like gen early F10. And uh, that is actually the first s10 mount for an aces seven inch the new aces efi systems that are coming out uh wow. all the cad files so uh we are that's so cool that that then your your brain takes over moving can... but yeah that was one of the first yeah. ones oh, so man. how many oh man how many printers do you currently have 25. Uh, 25. Oh. And what different types of material can you print? I know you can do like the basics, PLA, ABS type stuff, but oh, okay. I know you've got some other ones that can do different materials. Yeah, we're doing, I'm doing PA12 nylon. We're doing polycarbonate uh, infused with, P, uh, we're doing carbon infused polycarbonate. We're doing carbon infused uh, PETG, carbon infused nice. ABS. Uh, those are, those are the popular things. Um, uh, other than that, I do a, a little bit of PETG here and there. Like that was how I started with PETG. Um, but I there I make very few things out of PETG anymore. We've tried to move on to some more advanced. But oh, uh oh, is it about to die? <laughs> ah, that's funny. Yep. It gone. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, here's one of the cool things about Corey stuff is you can really kind of flip through and, and I'm going to be off screen here flipping through these, but I, I moved over to car change to his Facebook page. So, you know, he was talking about some of the carbon stuff. This is literally the, the backside of this is what, what he can print. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just really cool to see this kind of, this level of, I don't know, customization, that yeah. you can do with with different things. This here is the mount for a third gen uh, Camaro that goes right on the side of the thing. He's you know he he has a TRX. Uh, I think he had just bought that TRX right before PRI, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you know, I mean, he made up a, a keychain for himself. You know, that's kind of neat. I like, yeah, it's just really cool about him being part of the the brand here says so he's going to be back in just a second <laughs> yeah and you can see the the, the dash in the background there yep. which is yep. really cool and and if anybody's into 3d printers 
like some of the new 3D printers that are out now, you know, the Bamboo Labs is one that you can print with like four colors at one time now. You wow. know, the, the the advancement in those is it's so crazy. You can print, you know, before if I wanted to print something in multiple multiple colors, it would have to be multiple pieces that get put together. Now um, this Bamboo Lab, it has you can do up to sixteen colors, but it's it'll it'll run four at a time. But you can wow. you can lay you know just colors on top of each other and make some some really cool stuff. So you know the advancements that these printers have done over the years is is pretty incredible. He talked about the Ender Three. That's the one that I have. It's you know the perfect entry level one. But yeah. Well, the cool thing about something like this, and and again, what I like about him being, yep. being he's here back with here. Us. I'm, yep. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Sorry, we, we were we were talking good about you behind your back, I promise. <laughs> okay, hold on, let me fix the sound here. Yep, so, sound is good over here. We hear you good. Like I said, one of the cool things about him doing this stuff and us, obviously, uh, you know, we're building a friendship here. To, to be honest, you know, he, he I is can't hear you at all. Part of the news, but. Um, it's just really cool to see like, cause we can come up with some ideas and, and do some stuff, especially from like the dragon drive community side. Mm-hmm. We'll have completely different ideas than maybe somebody building a street ride or somebody building some, you know, a, a full on race car. You know, those guys need roll yeah. models where like we may be looking for a dash like this up here that's in the picture now. Right. But even some of the roll, bar mount stuff will be perfect for drag and drive because that's kind of how we started talking about this was you know it's it's the comfort features that a race race car is lacking so you can get cup holders you can get you know um uh, visors and all that kind of stuff now you can you can whatever you need that can be mounted to a roll bar you can pretty much get oh go back one you'll like this one or two one two that one and by the way, I'm back. Oh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> so that is a Holly 7-inch in a Hyundai Genesis. What? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to remember the name of his uh, uh, his uh, Dream Machine. That's his name. So Dream Machine is owned by a friend of mine. He specializes in Genesis LS swaps. So we made this for him. It is a super cool little business he's got going on. Yeah. Talk about a niche market, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've made like 10 of these. I was going to say, there's probably 10 or 15 of those in the country. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So so when somebody comes to you with an idea for, say, this this part right here, how how do you go about starting to, to even come up with that idea to the design to what you have here on on the screen so i innovated what i like to call like a modular dash setup right so i do all my dashes are kind of stacked so i make the surround is 3d printed then we that see that textured like abs look that's actually what i call like a beauty plate so it's a plate that's bolted to that and then i mount my screens behind that plate with a set of Mm -hmm. brackets right so what I do is someone will send me a dash. I send it out to uh, 
my friend who owns a 3D scanner because I don't have the time to figure it out. Um, his name is Zach Watts. He owns IPF Racing over here in, uh, and he lives over in Hazel Park. Okay. So he does all my scan work. He sends me a working STL and then I draw on top of it to make something that'll work. Okay. Um, yeah, that's when, I, when I was wondering was with, with the scan portion, I wasn't sure if you were, you know, if you were going to the junkyard and looking for, you know, a specific uh, dash piece or if, if like customers would send them to you or how you kind of started with that. Yeah. yeah, I get a lot of, I buy a lot of eBay parts too. Like if someone has a part they want, but I'll have people that don't want to send me things because they don't, you know, it's either yeah. they're worried about it getting broken. I'll just order one on eBay. Yep. Um. Usually that works out. I don't have time to go to a junkyard. I'm so busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, that one is a cool one because that's a Jeep TJ with a Holly 12. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah, that one came out sweet. That was, a, that was a fun mount. And somehow I've become the put Holly 12 inch in everything guy. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been ridiculous. People just keep, can you put a Holly 12 in this? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Yeah, right. Wow. That's really cool. And man, what's what's great about that? And I really hope that it just helps grow your brand being, you know, being in in this entire ecosystem of uh, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that we're building here. Because man, it really is really cool. Because one thing we didn't show in that is like cup holders and like yeah. Eric said earlier, sun visors. I mean, that's really and Eric got this whole conversation started was yeah. the sun visors. Well, and that, so uh, it's funny that that came up because how those came about was I had a customer. He messaged me. He has a Colorado. I, I wish I could remember his name. He's a super cool dude, super fast Colorado. And uh, he was like, hey, can you make sun visors? And I'm like, Okay, I yeah, probably, well, you know. And uh, it took me a really long time. I have a, it took me about a year of like kind of playing with a couple ideas, wow. and then I finally came up with the the setup that I did. And honestly, the first setup was just complete garbage. <laughs> they like I thought they were super cool. We put them out of the market, and I gave them to a couple guys to try them out. They just didn't work. So we revamped them and changed them, and the new the new ones work way better. But uh, we went to actual clips, like we would be in an OEM car, and you can put a clip on each side of the roll bar. It'll go. It'll do the drivers and the. It'll do the drivers door, the pat or the drivers window and the passenger window and the windshield, and then we make them in different lengths. Um, but it it was uh, a lot of feedback from people just like this doesn't work. So I'm like, oh, well, let's, let's fix it. Yes. Yeah, so, so here's something from back in, th- I mean, this is 2022. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just dig, digging <clears throat> up through your stuff. This is really cool, man. Yeah. So those ones, those are, that was the first design we used. I figured, you know, almost everybody has, you know, they ha- they're putting them on roll bars. So I'm like, let's put magnets in them. Well, the magnets were just trash. They didn't work. So we switched out those ends to clips, like mm-hmm. actual clips, like you see in like a regular car mm-hmm. and they work really, really well. Wow. Um, and, um, you know, you just bolt it to a, you just tie it to a roll cage with a hose clamp. You can do yeah. both windows. 
and it's got a fully articulating arm on them so they can do you know they can go a bunch of crazy positions uh they're kind of they kind of a pain to adjust sometimes but you know sacrifices i was gonna say but right. it's better than nothing literally yeah, nothing. It, yeah it's better than nothing yeah wow yeah and then the cup holders were the same way the same guy was like dude i want a cup holder in my car i'm like let's do it so we did bar mounted cup holders um and now we're doing the shifter mounted cup holders right now we're doing them for a bunch of bnms uh, i have an m&m shifter one coming out uh uh ppp shifters um and then you know we do some floor mounted cup holders do you have anything um, for like a tci shifter um, I don't, but let's figure it out. I have a TCI shifter. I'm down. Let's do it. I, I would think that's probably really close to probably your setup of uh, like a B&M style. I think TCI and B&M use a lot of the same same parts and mounting holes and things like yeah. that. Well, and the, the B&M ones are cool because you still use that. You can use the OEM pinhole. It'll just slide in. And yeah, the B&M ones are sweet. That one I have a lot of work in, but they're cool. We have about like nice. four, three different setups for the B&Ms. So, and those are actually made out of PA12 nylon. Like they're super tough. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so what do you need? Just the, the, the cover piece? Is that all you would need? Yeah, just send me a cover piece. I'll send it to my guy. Yeah, I could ship you the one off of mine, especially this time. I don't need it at all right now. So yeah. down, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, and then we, I'm working with, uh, this, my same guy that does all my scanning. He also owns a, like a billet CNC business. Mm -hmm. So he'll take, he'll take the, the scan and he'll make some of these shifter mounted cup holders. We'll do them in billet. Well, he will. Yeah. Those are pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. what I'm talking about. I might have to, uh, talk to you after the show and get, get his information. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. Down. He's the, the scanning stuff would be would be perfect for some of the stuff that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think we could this this whole conversation right here is really taking my brain in different directions. Well, let's let's uh, let's kind of wind it down the show because I'm sure we're going to talk on this for another 15 minutes after this. But oh, yeah, let's let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the future, man. Like 25 machines running. Probably most of the day, I would think, or most of the night, however you work it up. But what, what's the future for for car chains, man? What, what are we looking at? What are we? What are you trying to do? Well, so I, as I said earlier, we're looking to expand, right? I'm looking for a building. We're looking to hire somebody. Labor is unobtainium sometimes, so that's we're going to see how that goes. And I, I'm not a super trusting person. So that's, that's, that's a step. That's an issue. Um, but, uh, we're looking for space. I, I have fully outgrown what I can do at my house. So, but we want to expand. Um, I'm actually looking into getting into some more different types of manufacturing. So, uh, some laser work. I've been watching Eric's laser work. So, you know, I have a UV laser here. I've been wanting to play with and I just haven't had time. Uh, the other thing we want to get into is, uh, uh, I want to get into some like SLS printing and some more resin printing so that we can make some more OEM style looking dashes. So Ooh, our, yeah. our, our S197 one or yeah, the 197 one we just came out with that one's fully resin printed. Um, and it looks like once it's going to, once 
the guy who's test fitting it paints it, it'll probably look like it's supposed to be there. Wow, and we're that's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. It's got a, we put a plain carbon plate on it. It's made to house uh, FuelTech 550 and a set of nanos in it. It is a gorgeous piece. I hate nice. resin printing, but it just looks so nice. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so yeah. what's the difference there? Kind of, kind of uh, school me real quick. The, ke the chemicals are the hardest part with those. Well, so so I do mostly what's called FDM printing, right? So it's a nozzle that goes around and it lays plastic and it lifts and lifts and makes something. Um, resin printing uses resin and like a UV hardener. <clears throat> well, it uses resin and a UV light, which hardens at certain layers. But its slice layers are much lower than it would be with like FDM. So like most FDM prints I do are like 0.2 millimeters, where a resin print is like 0 0.05, and you can go lower. So the resolution's kind of crazy. Um, That's where you get the smooth finish from. Yeah, it looks super um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So like um, where it would take a little bit of time with a you know a, a high grit sand or yeah. low grit, yeah high grit sand to uh, to make the PM or you said, but okay, cool. Yeah. And then they have SLS is like is like laser and dust where it's like a it's like a powder. tub of dust. Yeah, it's powder. And then they use a laser to harden powder. That's a like a lot of OEMs use those for uh, when they're trying to make uh, parts for cars. So, but those are like hundred grand. I'm I'm a little far <laughs> from that, but that's a goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, I'm really excited about what this can do. And, you know, obviously, I mean, 25 machines, you're not small. You know, 1,800 orders in a year is not small. You know, no, it's yeah, really, yeah. really fun to, to see how this grows over the next five years and even over the next six months, you know, because as, as your brand continues to kind of, you know, step off deep into this, you know, drag and drop community that we're just going to put you, you know, right out in front of, People are going to come up with really fun, interesting ideas, and uh, I can't wait to see what you do with it. Well, I'm down. I, so as uh, as I tell people, I like solving problems. That's how I got here. I, it's yep. fun. It is a blast for me. I love solving issues, solving problems, fixing things, fixing issues people have. Yep. That's how I got here. I love it. It's the best part. That's cool. Well, man, good luck on the search for uh, for somebody to come in and help. I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. how hard that would be to find. You know, because like you almost need somebody that's interested in that as well. Mm -hmm. But somebody that wants to help you grow your business, not somebody that wants sure. to do their own. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I have I have a friend of mine whose daughter comes over and helps me package every once in a while. But even then, it's still it's it's not enough. It's I, I need we we need some full time help. It's it's getting it's getting crazy here. Well, I mean, think about that. Like 150 per, you know, or if you're if you're moving 1,800 a, a year, like, and you're going to do more than that this year. Let's say you go to 3,000 this year, dude. That's 250 packages a month. That's eight yeah. packages a day, minimal. Like every day, yeah. all day, every, you know, mm -hmm. shipping it out. So yeah, I ship. That's going to be 20. You know. Yeah, we're we're uh, <laughs> we're shipping. Right now, I'm I I know my UPS lady USPS lady hates me. I feel so bad for her because I pick it up, put it on the front porch. She's got to take it out. I'm sure she just you know wants to light my house on fire. But <laughs> but yeah, I'm shipping you know easy 150 200 packages a week right now. Wow. Um, thankfully, a lot of people order. You know, I I make a lot of ecosystems, so 
Uh, that's what I like to call them. So I'm making ECU mounts. We're doing bulkheads. We're doing three and a half inch mounts and then dashes. So wow. thankfully a lot of people are buying these packages. So, uh, you know, I'm shipping less things, but it's still, it's, it's rough, man. Buy your, yeah. buy your UP, USPS person a, a gift card. Yeah. They'll appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sure I owe her all the beer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say one of the other things too about that is like, you know, let's say this dash piece that you, you make, that's not like a normal box. You also like no, they're finding boxes. So it's like, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. It's an 18 and it's bad. Is it bad? It's probably bad that I know this off the top of my head, but it's an 18 by 10 by eight box. <laughs> so yeah. it's, you know, yeah. It's not small. Yep. Wow. That's cool. Well, um, there's definitely some opportunity there. I think, you know, once, once you get all that sort of, I, I can't imagine growing at the rate you've grown and then, uh, you know, doing it mainly as a one man show is pretty, pretty impressive, man. I want to, congratulations. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I don't know if that means anything to you. Aww. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so, I love you too. Yeah, <laughs> I'd appreciate that. Well, uh, tell everybody where they can find you guys. And then, uh, you know, what's the best way to get in touch if they have an idea? So you can go to my website. It's carchains3d.com. Uh, on Facebook, it's carchains because carchains3d was taken. So, uh, and then on Instagram, it's carchains3d. You know, on my website is all the ways to get a hold of me. I am very attached to my phone, so if you need to get a hold of me, I will. You know, I very rarely miss emails. Um, but yeah, I mean that. You know. Let me know what you guys need. I am happy to help you guys out. And what you guys are doing is awesome. And that's why I'm happy to be a part of it with you. Well, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, thank you very much. And and again, dude, you know, the stuff you do, I think can work really well with this. And I, I hope that, you know, the folks that are watching this and the folks that will watch this later will will go check out for yourself because you've got a ton of really cool stuff. So, all right, well, we're going to put you backstage. Stay with us, though, because I want to talk to you. And then we're going to we're going to shut the and then uh, i've got some ideas yeah bye guys see ya dude what a what a great night i mean i, I feel like it's like man it was good to be back in front of these folks you know it's been a couple weeks since we've been here um i did say saturday morning we're going to be on again 10 a.m eastern time we're going to be on with the news that's we're going to make that an hour we're going to talk about we're going to dig deep into some dragon drive event news because there's a lot of stuff that's been coming up and dude that may be one of the last times that we actually do the news before sick week kicks off the 2024 season so it's going to be kind of crazy i really think the next week before uh, so we'll have this saturday's news show and then the next saturday i may have to skip it because we're going to be at a gymnastics competition if my if my timing is right i think that's what i I think we're going to be there. And then I fly out that Sunday morning, super early. So yeah. it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks coming up. I'm really ready to get back on this horse. I, I will tell everybody, I have kind of taken some time off. The last couple of weeks have been a little bit stressful. We're past that. Now we are full steam ahead and I worked last night till about midnight and man, it was, I was tired as all get out today, <laughs> but it was great. It was a good feeling to, to be able to work on all that kind of stuff, work on the show, work on notes, you know, that these things take, I mean, dude, I don't know, six, eight hours to probably write the show. And we didn't even have any slides tonight, you know, normally right. we have those and, and all that. So I'm really excited to be able to dig back into, to all the stuff and kind of this format going forward with the show and, and being guests 
and being able to dig into some stuff is going to be fun. And then the news, you know, we're not doing the Howard's Cam comedy because they've moved up to a show segment. And with Car Change, we're going to have some really fun stuff with that. So that's going to be in the news and that's going to kick off this weekend. And I don't know. I'm really, I'm pumped about 2024 and what is coming. If you don't know, I'm excited. That's the, that's the word of the night. If you were playing the drinking game of the excited word, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you better yeah, drink tonight, water. <laughs> tonight was a good night. It was good, like you said, to be back on here. And, uh, you know, I have an Austin on here and Luke B and Corey. Yep. Um, it was just, just a fun night. I mean, I could probably sit on here and, and talk to just Corey for hours about 3D yep. printing and, and CAD design. So. Well, I want to give a, uh, for the folks that have hung out until the end, I want to give you a secret. We're going to have Mike Galemi from Hot Rod on next week, Hot Rod Magazine. He's going to be on next week, and he's going to be making a big announcement. That's all oh, I'm going to yeah. say. Hot Rod Magazine, Mike Galemi, is going to be on next week on the 24th. And he is going to be making a big announcement on the show. So get ready, get it on your schedule. I'll be setting that up tonight. Uh, so everybody can, we'll have a plenty of time for promotion because you're not going to want to miss that episode. He may be our only guest for next week because of uh, all the cool stuff that he has done over the years. So, all right, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, and then next Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. All right. See you guys. See you.